At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. First, this was Pentecost, 50 days from Passover, and then Moses is up there on Pentecost. So uh, they, they understood Passover, they understood unleavened bread, they came through the Red Sea, and, and which as the Apostle Paul said, this was a picture of baptism, but then they came into the wilderness. And we know what it's like sometimes to come into the wilderness. So they understood Passover. They understood unleavened. They understood, uh, as Paul, Paul said, they baptized. But here we have the wilderness. So Moses meets with God on the mountain of God, Mount Sinai. So Pentecost, Pentecost was the giving of the law on the 50th day. He comes down with the commandments of God in his hand. The children of Israel, they understood redemption through the blood. They had been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb when they came out of Egypt. They understood God's power and his ability to heal. You know, the scripture says he was the God that heals all diseases. And it says that none of them were feeble. I think that's Psalm. We have that, Jacob, Psalm 105, 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. So they understood that he was the God of prosperity because they left Egypt with much gold and silver. But this was not for their personal benefit. This was for the building of the tabernacle and the furnishings that were to go inside. Are y'all with me? Just like when the wise men brought gifts to Christ, that gold was to get him to Egypt. Oh, I could preach right there. God gave the children of Israel gold to get out of Egypt, and then God gave Jesus gold to get back to Egypt to get the Egypt out of the Egypt. Oh. Y'all see that? Don't let that do a flyby. <clears throat> so they were redeemed by the blood and baptized in the sea. And I'm laying some foundation here, and we're going to preach, and this thing, musicians, stay close. They were redeemed by the blood, baptized in the sea, then in the wilderness. So there was a group of people that had been comfortable in Egypt, but now they're in the wilderness. Now they were seeing manifestations of God they had never known before, and suddenly they're fearful. Amen? Are y'all with me? They had lived all of their lives under a worldly system. Oh, we got to get this, man. This this word. They knew about God. Israel knew the acts of God. But Moses knew the nature of God. If you only know the acts of God, and you see what happens, you know his miracles and his manifestations, we see his presence move like it was here in worship service. But when you know the nature of God, you know why the acts have come. You know what they're for. 
Oh, hallelujah. And they're not just so we can feel electric. But they're so whatever it is that we carried in here doesn't go back out that door with us. So you can't just rejoice over the acts of God. You have to know God in an intimate way and know the nature of God so you'll then see why God does the acts. Oh, glory. Are y'all with me? Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. So they knew about God. They knew the acts, but Moses knew the ways and the nature of God. When you see the acts of God, you see the demonstration, but when you know his ways, you see why it is happening. How about this? And this is, this is where I'm going to try to get us to. Moses knew God face to face. But Israel only knew him in the concept of somebody else's experience and how they were taught. Moses had a face-to-face intimate relationship with God. But again, the children of Israel, and I want to say this again because I think it's that important. The children of Israel only knew about God through someone else's experience and what they had been taught. They only knew God in a Sunday morning service. But Moses knew him face to face. That's why they said, you speak to us, Moses, but we don't want. We can't handle that. Are y'all with me? Can I take my time? I feel an anointing on this word. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God, let us get it. So Moses knew how to be intimate with God, but that was all alien to the children of Israel. And here's where we're going to bring it home. They said, here's the tabernacle. Here's the church. They said, here's the priest. Here's the preacher. We don't know anything about any manifestations. It becomes a systematic way of worship to where you worship this and this and this. But do you know him? Or do you just know about him? From Sinai to Zion. The difference in the first Pentecost under the law, that's where I'm going to try to get you, to the Pentecost under Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. So it was just a worldly... So so that's why they said, let's do a ritual. When they saw the power of God, they became terrified of God's presence. Put it back up there, Jake. Back up to Exodus 20. Oh, glory. People saw the thunderings. They saw the lightnings. Do you understand? Do you understand? Okay. Oh, 
we got to see this. You understand, we, we, we tend to look at this stuff all in the natural. But do you understand? Oh, man, I could teach here. Do you understand that the thunderings is the voice of God? The, the noise of the trumpet. For the Lord himself shall stand around with a, with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the what? what did, okay, what did John hear on the Isle of Patmos? He heard his voice as a what? A shofar. We've talked about the trumpet, right? The lightnings of God the lightnings, it's the same word as the fire, the cloven tongues of fire that came on Pentecost. It's lightnings. It's manifestations. And they're all hid from the presence of God. Oh, preacher, we, we're, we're good with that. We're good. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're good with this or we're good with that. Oh, just don't go too far. Don't get too deep in the manifestations of God. And it's, it's wherever you at and whatever. You know, some churches, they won't even let you raise your hands. Oh, we, we don't want to do that. Or, or they won't let you clap your hands. And they, you know, are y'all with me? So, what the enemy wants you to do is to stay camped at the base of the mountain. And never ascend to the top. Where God is. Just go ahead and preach, pastor. Just go ahead and sing. And just let me count down here at the bottom. When God is saying, come up here. Come to where I am. And I'll show you things. That you've never experienced before. Are y'all with me? I'm trying to get there, but I'm feeling the teacher, David. Somebody say, say amen. Somebody say help our pastor. So they start. That's why when they saw the power of God, they became terrified. And they said, let's do a ritual. Oh, glory. So, here we go. They said, what's happened to Moses? Where is he? We got to do something. We got we to gotta make something happen here. So, let's do what we know to do. I hope y'all understand how strong this is in my spirit. So then you get all of, oh, I'm just going to go out there, okay? Then you get all of this flesh. You get all of man's ideas that aren't birthed in the spirit. God gave me a dream this week to confirm that. And uh, when the time is right, I'll share it with you. But for the sake of time, 
I'm going to stay where I am right now, but I feel like it was confirmation of what we need to hear. So they said, let's do something. So where's Moses? It's Pentecost. You know, Moses is up on the mountain. Tammy, where's Moses? 10 days, 20 days, 40 days. Where's Moses? Right? We don't know what's happened to him. So what are we going to do? So Aaron says, and y'all know the story, Aaron says, and I'm not going to spend too much time there because i got a point I want to get to. Aaron says, bring me your earrings. Bring me your gold. Bring me all your gold. Bring, you, bring your earrings. Uh, do you understand that the earring, the earring was the symbolism, Brandon, of their slavery in Egypt? So... That was Pharaoh's way of knowing you're a slave. And I'm not suggesting there's wrong, anything wrong with wearing earrings. Don't, don't get that. But that was the mark of their slavery. That was the mark of their bondage. So they said, well, we're supposed to be free, but Moses is up on the mountain we see all this smoke and lightning and fire. We're scared to death. So what are we going to do? We're supposed to be free people. So let's take out the symbolism of our slavery, our bondage. And they took out their symbolism of their slavery, what they were in bondage to, and formed this calf. And they started worshiping this calf. And you know what the Lord said to me? If you only take it out for a moment, but then you form it into something bigger, rather... What we so often do on Sunday morning, we take out our earring just for an hour and a half, but yet we form it into something bigger that comes back against us even stronger on Monday. Meanwhile, God is on the mountain. And we're dancing around a golden calf of stuff that we've conjured up ourselves. Here's how we'll do it. And God is saying, why don't you do it my way? Because God's way is always the best way. Right? I said his way is the best way because our ideas are always, they're always fuel when you, when compared to what God knows. Amen. But when we walk in the spirit like Moses was and we're face to face and then we have a word from God, Brandon, and we know what thus says the word, we know the heart of God. Are y'all with me? So they build this cat. They took, we're supposed to be free. Let's take this thing out. For an hour and a half, but it comes back bigger, right? Is anybody with me on that? Somebody shout amen. It, it identified who they belonged to. Here, you know, the thing is, and young people, you need to hear me. If you take that, if you take that off and don't destroy it, it's going to come back to haunt you. And you continue in cycles of disobedience. Take it out, put it in. Take it out, put it in. Come on, are you with me? 
Somebody shout amen. So here comes this golden calf. It's important for you to know. Are we good? We good on time. It's important to know that the, the Egyptians worshipped an idol they named Apis. Anybody ever heard of that? One of their idols. And it was a golden bull. An image. This idol was a bull. It was, it, was, it was referred to as the god of prosperity and the god of agriculture. So they were like, how will we survive? You got to hear this. I mean, this is a word from the Lord. We too often turn to the ways of the world system for survival. And, and I know this is in my notes somewhere, but do you understand that's what the world wants you to do? And this is not about Republican or Democrat. Throw that thing out the door. It's about a systematic way of thinking that they want you to be dependent upon the world system for a way of survival. And that pulls you back from what God has for your life and the plan that he has. So God says, I want to bless you, and I'm going to pour out these manifestations because of this lightning and thunder. You're going to see great miracles, and you're going to see great healings, but yet you're trying to say, let's go back and don't go to a world system. And how This is what they learned in Egypt. They had gotten out of Egypt, Brian, but they hadn't got the Egypt out of them. They hadn't got the world's way of thinking in the world system. And what happens is we try to bring Egypt into the church. Let's, let, it works for the world. Let's do it for the church. Let's keep everybody comfortable. Let's make sure we play just the right style of music or let's do this or that. And Come on, is anybody with me? Let's make sure everything's right to keep it. Oh, come on. Somebody, somebody help your pastor. Y'all hang. Y'all receiving the word this morning? So when they formed the calf, they were going back to what they'd seen the Egyptians do for all those years. Rather than being dependent on what God wanted to do in their lives right at that moment. He wanted to reveal himself, buddy, in a new and personal way. Do y'all understand that God has always wanted to be personal? He's not, he don't want to be a far off God. And there, uh, Tim, when there's so much running through my mind, I just don't know how I can get it all in here. I just don't. But you know, it's just like when Peter, Peter followed what? From a distance, from a far. But God has always wanted to be personal. Amen? And you know what? He bankrupt heaven. And I, 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 he bankrupt heaven and sent heaven's very best so he could get close to his people. Amen? When God created Adam in the garden, he wanted a relationship with Adam. He wanted to be intimate with Adam. He wanted, come on. And then that, 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 that rascal came and, and brought temptation into the garden and it separated Adam from, are y'all hearing me? So God says, I'll fix that. One way or another, I'm going to commune with you. God, God's not against you. He's for you. Somebody shout amen. But the children of Israel were so bound up by the traditions of Egypt. Somebody shout traditions. Oh, you got to get this. Don't, don't, don't miss this. I've got this underlined. Their traditions restrained them from really knowing God. 
and yours will do the same. I've never seen it like that before. I'll tell you what, I've been doing this a long time and I'd like to see something I've never seen before. Give me some, give me, you know, you think you've seen all of God. You've got a whole lot coming, folks. I'm telling you, there's a big God up there and he spoke everything into existence. Is anybody with me out there? And you'll never find the end of God because he has no beginning and he has no end. And he's got things in store for his people, Elder Wright, that we've never experienced. You know what the disciples told Jesus? They said, we've never seen it like this before. You know what? The Bible says that when Jesus taught out there in public, he taught, he taught certain things. But when he got along with those that were intimate with him, his disciples, he expounded all things to them. Right? Stop, young people, stop hanging on mom and daddy's relationship. Church, it's not about what this worship team can do for you or our pastor's Stop camping at the bottom of the mountain. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Can we just worship him just a moment? Just lift him up just a moment. Come on, just lift him up in this room. Come on, just lift him up. Hey, glory. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We want to know you. We want to know you in a more intimate and personal way. Forgive us. Come on, how about some repentance? Forgive us, God, for camping at the base of the mountain. Forgive us for just having Sunday morning religion. Forgive us for just being dependent upon uh, upon a preacher or a pastor or a worship leader. God, we want to know you. We want to know you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Jesus. You're so good, Lord. Hallelujah. There's none like you. Amen. The children of Israel were still looking at the exterior rather than the interior. Amen. They had left Egypt, but now they were bringing Egypt to where they were. You know, and sometimes... Oh, don't, don't get mad at your pastor. I know this is supposed to be a place where you can come and find peace and rest and refuge. But sometimes, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You guys got to, got, I got to have some back in here. But sometimes that's, I think that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons oftentimes there's such a struggle sometimes to have a breakthrough in the spirit because people brought so much Egypt in the house of God. And you say, well, pastor, I got problems. Well, you need to stop those cycles of disobedience. If you've had that cycle of disobedience for a number of years, there's, a, there's a victory and there's peace over those problems. Those bondages, I should say. Is anybody with me? Y'all receive that? Amen. How many believes if everyone walked in here? And I know we, I know we live life. Don't get me I know life is life and we struggle. We all have struggles. I understand all that. But how many believes if we walked in here and we didn't bring Egypt in here, but we said, hey, I've been on the mountain. I've been on the mountain with God. Oh, can I get there? I'm going to get there. Where's Daniel? He's right there handy. You are the man. Uh, so they left Egypt, but now they were bringing Egypt to where they were. Egypt was in them. God's government don't operate according to how the world operates. Somebody shout amen. You don't run a church like you run a worldly business. Come on, somebody shout amen. You know, we all have these opinions of what we think God is like. 
and what we think worship should be, what the music should be like, or what the worship should be like. And, you know, I can, you can even leg people, you know, you can tag people, Doris, you can tag people. We used to be able to, you know, you can tag people on what denomination they are and how they sing. You know, you can even tag, used to, you could tag people. You know, we used to, I can remember, Jason, we'd go to BPYC and we could step back and watch, we could sit back and watch people dance and dance around the altar and shout and, and do whatever, and we could tell what church they came from. That bunch over there, they're from Tommy Bates' church. Amen. You can look around the room, and if they clapped off beat, they came from the church of God, right? <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. I love you, man. We were, we were, we were at a seven-time down concert Thursday night at uh, Harlan at the Polk Salad Festival. And uh, by the way, got to have a good, one and I got to have a good, a good oh, I'm going to share this with you. One, I got to have a good visit with Mikey Howard. You know, he after the service, we talked with Mikey, you know, the lead singer for Seven Time Down. And he, he looked at me, and I, I, I say this in all humility, but he looked at me and he said, Odie, he said, when we came to your place and we came there and did that, did that youth conference, and he said, when you took me in that library there in Bell Central School and we laid in the floor and prayed and wept, he said, that night changed my life and I've never been the same again. Amen. You guys remember that? But well, we stood there and prayed with him and, and, and just and just spoke 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 into him. But anyway, you know, they're, they're, they were singing a song and they you know they had people clap and and uh, and, and Jacob the people were clapping off beat and where's Jake, Jacob, you know, Jacob being the drummer. And Jacob tried his best and it just wasn't working. It just wasn't happening, Tammy. You know what I'm saying. So so you can kind of see people and we tag people and we label people and we think, well, this is the way we do it. We 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 do lift our hands. We don't worship. We don't lift our hands. We do this or we don't do that. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? And, and we get so caught up in the way things should be done. How about has anybody ever thought about saying, God, what do you want to do? How about we've tried it our way for several years, Sister Judy Sizemore, and we've seen some results, but how about how you want to do it? Is anybody with me? God, how about what you'd like to do today? And we'll just come in and we'll just come in and worship with you. All right, I'm, I'll move on. Get ready, Mr. Scott. You know. It's kind of like seeing the spirit or seeing, can I have like 10 more minutes? It's kind of like seeing the spirit or seeing the flesh. You know, even, even Adam, how many know, how many believe God want to be in it with Adam? And as long as Adam, hear me now, hear me now. As long as Adam was eating from the tree of life, everything was good. But when he, he messed up and sinned, you guys have heard me say it before. All of a sudden he realized he was naked and uncovered. I mean, he knows he was naked before that, but he didn't notice. Come on, let's just get real here. You know what happened? What happened? He got his eyes off God and he started looking at himself. Amen? All of a sudden, self started standing out to him because he was no longer. Y'all with me? Somebody shout amen. So as long as you ate the right, well, if you as long as you eat from the right tree, you don't. You're not concerned about the flesh. Somebody shout amen. But when he ate of the carnal tree, carnal knowledge overtook supernatural knowledge. Amen? He had the wrong knowledge. Somebody say amen. Come on up, Daniel. Please, you guys, come on up. We're going to try to finish this. I've been trying to get you from Sinai to Zion. Here we go. 
So when we operate in the flesh, we're only heard in the flesh. But when we operate in the spirit, we're heard in the spirit. So day of Pentecost. Everybody shout Pentecost. Day of Pentecost, everyone heard. Everyone heard. You mentioned it, Justin. Everybody heard, heard the gospel in their own language. Amen. That's awesome, right? You know, and we can look at that two ways. How about this? We could say, we could say, we could say that they spoke in all of those different languages, or we could say they spoke in one language, but the interpretation came out and people heard it in their language. Think about that. Maybe they just spoke one language, but everybody don't miss this. The problem is we're so caught up in our language that we miss the language of God. What was spoken that day was the language of God. I heard Perry Stone say one time, he's talking to an old rabbi about tongues. You guys have probably heard this, talking about tongues. And said, when he was talking about speaking in tongues, and said, he says, oh, you're talking about the language of God. And they believe that when you spoke in tongues, that that was the language of God. So what I'm trying to say to you is that on the day of Pentecost, we're, ta- we're talking about Pentecost. It took place at Sinai. Now it takes place here in, in the upper room, right? And on Pentecost, everybody heard the language of God. They, weren't, they, they heard, are you, are you out there? They heard what God was saying. All right. Here we go. Come on up. Are they coming? So like, like the children of Israel, we too often camp at the bottom of the mountain in the familiar. Look at your neighbor and say familiar. God wants, to come, wants us to come out of, out of the familiar and stop hiding at the base of Sinai. Amen? Somebody shout amen. amen. Moses got so caught up that he didn't eat for 40 days. How many ways you can get so caught up in God's presence that you don't, you don't, you're not concerned about the flesh? You're not saying, hurry up, pastor, so we can go get the chicken leg. Right? Moses didn't eat for 40 days up on that mountain, but he was caught up in the presence of God, right? I mean, sometimes you get caught up in the presence of God, you lose track of time. Has anybody ever been there? Somebody shout amen. So, and I'm, I'm just about done. What happens is, don't miss this, you can get so caught up in, the, in God's presence that the earthly enters the dimension of the eternal. When that happens, shackles break. Oh, give me, give me just a couple more. you got to hear this. When that happens, shackles break, bondages fall off, because if we're just taking out our, we're camping at the base of the mountain, Sarah, we're taking out our, our earrings for a little while, what happens is we just get in that emotional, uh, physical thing that doing what we know to do. This is church. This, let's have church. But when, when you leave that dimension and you go into the eternal, the spiritual dimension, shackles fall off, bondages break, people are healed, mindsets change because you're operating according to the way God, and you leave out of here changed, and you're not just waiting next week to come back and do the same thing over again. Come on, somebody give God praise in here. I'm speaking that some people are going to change. Oh, come on, give me a shout of praise. We're, we're going to see some change. Because we're going to leave the dimension of the... It's not about what man thinks. Amen? Somebody shout amen. Mount Sinai, Pentecost, upper room, 
Mount Zion, Pentecost. Here we go. At Mount Sinai, there was fire on the mountain. At Mount Zion, there was tongues of cloven fire. Tongues like as of cloven fire. At Mount Sinai, there was 3,000 slain. At Mount Zion, there was 3,000 saved. Are y'all with me? This is the Pentecost God wants to get you to. It's not a Pentecost of a priestly government. It's not, it's not a Pentecost that says just one man can go up to the mountain of God. The scripture says we have a high priest that was touched by the feelings of our infirmities and was tempted in all points like as we are. Let us, uh, but yet without sin, let us therefore enter the throne of grace boldly. Amen. So it's not about, we got to get from, we, this, are y'all, are y'all getting this? It's not, you know, at, at Sinai, it's about this. Let us hang out down here. You guys go on up there and meet from God and tell us what we need to hear. Guess what? I'm going to tell you something right now. I have went up to the mountain and I've met with God and I'm telling you what you need to hear and it's time for you to get it and act on it. Do y'all receive that? I didn't hear too many amens. If you receive that, shout amen. Thank you, Elder Rice. You got my back. Sinai gave birth to the Jewish people. Zion gave birth to the church. Amen. In Acts 2, 13, 2 and 12 and 13, Randy, it says, so, okay, here's the church. Here's where we are. It says, some were amazed, some were in doubt, and some said, what does this mean? And others mocked. So you had some that were amazed, that were astonished, some that were in doubt. Some that didn't believe, and then you had some that mocked. Which category are you in? Somebody help me. We got to get past tradition, right? At Pentecost, when they were waiting for Christ, Danny, the fire fell. You said it, Pastor Justin, on all of them. Acts 4, all of them. Right? Because that's what he intends to happen from the pulpit to the pew, not just on us or whoever's up here. And it's not, it's never God's, and I'm closing, I promise, but it was never, God doesn't want you to camp at the base of the mountain and say, you go on up. God's, did y'all get that message? He don't want you to sit down there and be fearful and afraid of the manifestations of God. The lightnings, the thunder, the voice. He wants you to hear. He wants you to see. Amen. That's why he said, you wait until you're endued with power from on high. And guess what? 50 days after Passover, Ernie, 40 of those days, Christ was with his people, Randy. Oh, y'all got to get this. I promise I'm dumb. You got to get this. So they're sitting around there at Sinai. What's happened to Moses? They're sitting there in the upper room waiting for Christ. Oh, 
you gotta, you got to see this. And I'm done. David at Sinai, they're waiting there for Moses, and they're saying, well, he ain't coming back, so let's do what we know to do. It's kind of like when Peter said in the one scripture, I'm just going to go fishing. So they're sitting down there waiting, and Moses don't come back, so they, they, do, they do something on their own. On the other hand, in the upper room, Christ said, you wait for me. So they're waiting for Christ. They didn't have ever seen the Holy Spirit. They're waiting for Christ, and they didn't try to do anything. They just said, we're going to go with his command. And then the Holy Spirit falls on all of them. And it's not just a man. Amen? Cloven tongues is a fire set up on how, who? Come on, say it. Amen? All right, do y'all receive the word? Let's stand. Come on up. Come on up, Jill. You guys get us something. Let's worship, man. We want to invite you to come into the altar. You know, how many, how many believes there's an invitation for all of us to come to the mountain of God? There's an invitation to every one of you to come to the mountain of God. And how many believes, how many believes this? If we'll get, in, we'll get on the mountain of God, how many believes that God's going to speak to us and, and that, that reoccurring sin is finally going to be defeated? That doubt's going to be defeated. That bondage is going to be destroyed. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.